Hey everyone, this is Joseph Bosco, pastor of Highway Church. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. You know, all of us need the right kind of voices in our lives. Voices that inspire us to know the one who made us. Voices that awaken our divine destiny and reveal to us the goodness of God. Well, that's what this ministry is all about. So enjoy the message. We're in a series right now called God's House. We're going to continue with that, and I'm excited about what the Father has for us this morning. So this is God's House Part 3, and we've looked at some powerful scriptures. Uh, Two weeks ago, we started, and we went back to Ezekiel uh, 36, where the prophet Ezekiel prophesied that God would do something totally amazing, that he'd remove our heart of stone, give us a heart of flesh, that our spirit would be made new, and his spirit would be deposited in us. And he was talking about the new birth of the New Testament, which took place after Christ rose from the dead, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Very powerful. But let's start today in John chapter 14, okay? John chapter 14, and we're going to go to verse 23. We're talking about God's house. Where is God's house? Where is his address? Well, his address is you. He lives in you, right? We've become the house God lives in. We are the body of Christ, right? We are the church. We are the ones that, that, that Christ himself is living in. John chapter 14, this is Jesus himself talking. And Jesus answers and he says to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him. And look what he says here and make our home in him. We will come to him and make our home in him. This was the dream of the Father from the beginning, right? He created man to live with, to dwell in. Man separated himself from God through sin. So God the Father gave his Son to take our sins, and through faith in Christ, we are completely washed clean, completely forgiven, and made new creations in him. And the Father, again, is now dwelling with us and in us. I want to read one more scripture, then I'll share some things with you. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 16. Uh, actually, I'm going to, it's verses 16 through 18, and I'm just going to read uh, a portion of it. And this is from the Passion Translation. It says, for indeed, we are the temple of the living God. Just as God has said, I will make my home in them. Think of yourself. He's talking about you. He's talking about every believer, right? I will make my home in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Jesus said, we put our faith in him. He's going to come, him and the father are going to make our home in us. There it is again in 2 Corinthians 6. Let me give you one more actually, one more scripture. 1 Corinthians 6. 1 Corinthians 6, again, 19 and 20 in the Passion Translation, just going to read a portion of it, says, you are not your own, for you are bought with a price. You were God's expensive purchase. (laughs) Isn't that good? Yes. Yeah. So God purchased us through his son. 
Now, uh, we shared before in our, in our marriage together for 28 years, we started out, we lived in an apartment uh, overlooking the Tyranian Sea in Monterichello, Italy. And then from there, we moved to another apartment in Broadway in Newport, Rhode Island, right? And another apartment. And then we bought our first home way back in 1999. Then we bought our second home in 2008. We just bought our third home. Uh, did I say that right, 2008? Yeah, 1999, 2008. And we just bought our third home this year. Um, homes are expensive purchases, right? 1 Corinthians 6 says, you are God's expensive purchase. So we moved into this home. Now, we had never seen it in person. We, we shopped online. That would be unthinkable many years ago, but it's very common now. Uh, much is happening online. Okay, don't, don't, uh, don't miss out. The word of God is coming to you through the internet. Grab a hold of it. Your life will be transformed, all right? So we got out here not having seen it. Uh, Jennifer and Dana did a video tour with our realtor. I had not seen it, but they did the video tour. We had a piece inside about it. And uh, when Jennifer and, and I think Dana was there and you, I don't think uh, Judah was there at the time, and we were, we were looking at the pictures and, and I said, let's just listen to the peace of Christ inside. And, and Dana said, it's a natural yes for me. Natural yes. And we all just felt like, yeah, it's a yes. You know? So we contacted the realtor and the Lord worked it out. And uh, when we walked in here, um, one of the things that was different is there was a security system installed in the home. And we've not had that before. We've not uh, installed one in any of the homes that we've had. And as soon as we opened the front door, it, it told us that the door was open, right? Front door, open, right? And when we opened the garage doors, same thing. When we went out the patio door, same thing. Uh, why would you have a security system in your home? It's a valuable purchase, right? You are God's home. And do you know he has given you a security system? It's the word of God and the spirit of God. And I want to share with you a scripture, and we're going to talk about the security system of your home. And I'm talking about you as a person. As in this world we're living in, there's a lot of dark things taking place. But you don't have to be afraid of them if you know how to operate your security system. The Holy Spirit will warn you when someone is trying to get access into your life. That's good. The Holy Spirit will protect you. The Holy Spirit will lead and guide you. And no harm or evil will ever befall you if you will abide in Him. All right? Let's look at some scriptures here. God's house. You are God's house. God's home. And God has given us a security system in this home that we're living in. Let's go to the security systems. Psalm, Psalm 91, okay? Psalm 91, and I'm going to start in verse 4, and then we're going to uh, look at a few, few different scriptures, but for the most part, we're going to stay in Psalm 91. Psalm 91, verse 4, and this is from the New Living Translation. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Now, when we purchase a home, 
First thing we do, we, we, you, you walk into the home. You get to know the systems that are in that home. Uh, if anything is broken in that home, you fix it, right? Or you replace it with a new one. If there's something in that home that doesn't belong there, you get rid of it, right? If there's something missing that should be in that home, you purchase it, right? This is what the Father did with us through His Son, Jesus Christ. We, all of us, have broken things in our lives. Many of us still may be dealing with some broken things in our lives. When, when God the Father purchased you through Christ, He provided the fix the new thing you need in your life for you to be whole, for your home to be operating at full capacity. If there is something in your home that doesn't belong, you can remove it through faith in Christ. If there's something that's missing in your home, you can, you can have that supplied through faith in Christ. I think with me, what I, there are many things I, I just am so grateful for with the Father. And uh, one of the ways, I think probably the most is the way that he cares for us. You know, we're, we're limited in what we can do. And that's one of the reasons security systems are so popular. And you get a great discount on your home insurance, which is a good thing. Uh, but they enable us to monitor things that we can't see. And this is what the Father does in our lives. There are things that we, we have walls in our home that we can't see through. We have a, a, a perimeter of our house that we can't see. So there are cameras that monitor that. There's a system that communicates with all of the different pieces of hardware. Well, in Psalm 91.4, it says, His faithful promises are your armor and protection. In other words, His word is your security system. So as I meditate in the word of God, I'm activating God's protection in my life. Right? 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 Mm-hmm. Let me share another one out of Job chapter 5, right? Job chapter 5, verse 24. He says, you will know that your home is safe when you survey your possessions. Nothing will be missing. I like that one. The NIV says, you will know that your tent is secure. You will take stock of your property and find nothing missing. The New American Standard says, for you will visit your abode and fear no loss. Okay? So the idea that God has provided protection for us in this world needs to become very real to us. Okay? Where you live, God protects us where we live, where we go, in the things that we do. He surrounds us as a shield. Most believers have have not accessed this protection or are not aware of how to access it. It is accessed by simply believing and meditating in the promises of God, okay? Um, and that's a, that's a great uh, opportunity to remind you of our Bible study on Wednesdays. We just had part one um, last Wednesday of getting the most out of your Bible. This Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern time, we're going to have part two, and we're going to be looking uh, more at who Jesus is and the promises of God, okay? So we want to access the promises of God in this house that we're living in. We don't want to be unprotected in this world. We don't want to assume that, that we can uh, just go about doing whatever we want to do and everything's going to be fine. Jesus taught us that Satan is the God of this world. 
And contrary to what's commonly taught, God is not controlling everything in this world. We see that clearly in the ministry of Jesus. Jesus rebuked a lot of things. Why did he rebuke them? Because they weren't from his father, right? In the midst of a storm, Jesus didn't teach his disciples that God was in the storm. He rebuked the storm, right? Because his father didn't bring that storm. God doesn't bring storms. He rescues us from them. Very important to know. So part of, of enjoying the security that God has given us is knowing his true nature and that nature is revealed to us in his promises. Let's go to the very first verse of Psalm 91. All right, very first verse. You are God's house. It says, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Notice that word abide. It's where we get our word abode from. Abode, abide, home. He who lives in he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, I want to read you a translation that's taken from the literal Hebrew. Are you ready? He who stakes a claim under the covering of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty. He who stakes a claim under the covering of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty. Staking a claim. I hope you spend some time. Go ahead. Yeah, that's great. Oh, we're, well, we're right in, away, I think yeah. of the gold rush, or yeah. I don't know if you were going to talk about that, but yeah. uh, it took uh, action. It mm-hmm. took people uh, determining that they would take the long trip yeah. or you know, uh, do without, sell everything, yeah. whatever, take mm-hmm. what was uh, necessary and go... Uh, make an announcement, basically, yep. you know, that this area is mm-hmm. mine, you yep. know, paid yep. the price, worked the work, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was commitment there on yes. those people uh, to um, obtain what they were looking for. So I think that's, that's incredibly uh, revealing that that says stake, stake a claim, a claim yep. under the covering of, of the, the most, most high. high. So where they ran for gold, we're running for God. Yes, that's right. <laughs> we're running for God and mm-hmm. we're under his protection, under his shadow. <laughs> Excuse me. We are planting our signpost that says, this is mine. This that's is right. where I live. That's this right. is where I that's do right. my work. This is where I obtain what I've come for. It's under his care. Amen. That's so good. I love that. I'm thinking back a show we like to watch uh, called Little House on the Prairie. Yes. How many know? Come on, put it in the comments. How many know Little House on the Prairie? Charles and, and Laura and Nellie Olson. Oh, that <laughs> Nellie Olson. Uh, anyway, I'm thinking back to an episode where now we're, we're in a part of the country now that uh, they call it the Sooner State. Right. Because they got here sooner than others to stake a claim, to stake a claim. Mm -hmm. claim. Mm -hmm. There are those who are adventurous and said, we're going to go where no one's at yet. And we're going to stake a claim for our own land. You've got to be adventurous in Christ. Listen to me. Many believers don't realize what we're sharing with you. You've got to be bold. Yeah. You've got to stake a claim in the things of God. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twelve, so he said, uh, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully 
advancing and the forceful lay hold of it all right so being a follower of christ being a son and daughter of god means that we're bold and we grab hold of every promise that the father has given to us right that belongs to us psalm 91 belongs to me that's right it belongs to every believer but if i'm unaware of it and if i think i'm somehow disqualified from it i'm not going to enjoy it you see, um, what am I thinking of? 2 Corinthians uh, 1, 19 and 20, where it says, no matter how many promises God has made, they are all yes to us through Christ. And we speak the amen to each one of them That's for the glory of God. We That's taking the, the claim. That's yeah, right. yeah. That's good. So every promise from Genesis to Revelation has been given to you and stamped with a big fat yes by God the Father, through Christ, and that was the blood of Jesus that ratified this new covenant and made every promise a yes, but you've got to say amen to them. I love that. I love the cooperative nature of what God has done. Uh, he took the initiative. He sent his son. Yeah. He's provided everything mm-hmm. that we could need, and yet there remains a cooperative response that yeah. is required from us, and that is staking the claim on that which he's supplied. Yeah. Uh, don't you know that there were people who tried to steal uh, claims, tried to, sure. um, you know, s- take the sign away or whatever, say they didn't see it? There were that that happened in history, mm-hmm. and uh, we would be wrong to think that that doesn't happen. Uh, also, concerning the promises of God, that there would be um, uh, things that would try to prohibit, to block, to be an obstacle to what God has provided, uh, but He's provided it for us and we speak the amen we state yes. the claim to receive all that he's done and provided for us yeah and surveying the land i'm thinking back to little house again they were looking for their land and, and charles would walk up on a hill and he would just look out over and finally he said this is the place this is it but they surveyed it and what do we survey the land when we read the bible and we're looking through the scriptures for the promises of god why they reveal his will to us They reveal to us what he's given us in Christ. They reveal to us our claim in him. And we stake that claim. And they they had to put up signposts around their land. Eventually, they had to build fences around their land so that intruders or thieves or um, people that did not have good intentions would realize this, it does not belong to them. When you grab a hold of the promises of God, in the realm of the spirit, you are setting up boundaries that demons recognize. When I say I dwell in the shelter of the Most High, I abide under the shadow of the Almighty. God commands his angels concerning me. They will uh, bear me up in their hands lest I strike my foot against a stone. No harm or evil will befall me. When I begin declaring that and meditating that, I'm staking my claim and I'm putting up a boundary in the realm of the spirit where spirits of darkness recognize it and see it and realize they cannot trespass on my property. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? And this comes into an aspect of Christianity that still is largely unknown. That's right, right, right. right. The boldness of a believer. The adventurers. Yeah, the boldness (laughs) of a believer. Christianity is all about uh, life in Christ. Jesus was unafraid when he walked the earth. And he faced some severe 
opposition that we'll probably never face, right? He, he, Satan appeared to him in person, right, and tried to take him down in the desert. And what did Jesus do? He staked his claim. That's right. He said, it is written. In other words, this, is, this belongs to me. Satan, you cannot take this from me because my father wrote it in his book. We've got to do the same it's thing okay. if the enemy comes against us. So you get your hands off of my property. He bore my sicknesses. He carried my diseases. With the stripes that wounded Jesus, I have been healed. Any type of sickness tries to enter your property or walk on your land, what do you do? You speak the word of God. Say, you have no right here. Healing and wholeness and health belong to me. The Father's written in his book, by his stripes I have been healed. Get off off my land. That's good. Right? Well, and, and just to remind us, you know, the, it is his promises that yeah. are our protection. That's right. Um, so, you know, this might be unfamiliar to you. It is right. the adventurers who come out. Yeah, right? you got to be and, bold. And be bold concerning staking a claim. Yep. And uh, you've got to know that the word of God, he it yep. says itself that it is mm-hmm. our protection and our armor. You know, I brought this with me this morning. I didn't know if I'd read from it or what, but this is... Uh, called God's Creative Power by Charles Cass. Excellent. And why Excellent I'm bringing book. this up at this point is because this is full of claim staking uh, language. Yes, <laughs> yes. This book uh, concerning different areas of your life uh, gives you scriptures and declarations to make concerning different areas of your life. So yeah. if you're unfamiliar or maybe you're just beginning to adventure out, just beginning to be bold about staking claim. This is a good training uh, material. So maybe you don't know where to go um, in the word. You don't know what the Bible has to say concerning health. You don't know what the Bible has to say concerning your family. You don't know what it says concerning finances. This is a great little tool, God's creative power, by Charles Cap. This happens to be the gift collection edition. Yeah. Um, and uh, I would tell you, it's a good training tool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, to learn how to use the Word of God in this manner to yeah. stake your claim concerning yeah. all that He's done for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let me keep reading in Psalm 91, verse 2. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. Amen. Notice this is not a silent thing that I that I think on, Come I on. say it out loud. And that's what that book is so good at teaching is to speak the promises of God so over your life. I will say, I will speak, I will vocalize yes. that the Lord is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him will I trust. There have been more times than I can count or recollect in my life where I was in situations that were dangerous or certain things were happening and others were in in uh, very uh, difficult situations. Uh, I was there in the midst of it, and I spoke this over my life. The Lord is my refuge. I can't speak that over everybody else's life. Okay, we've you reach a point in your life where you've got to take responsibility for your own life, right? But I can speak it over my life and over my family as a father, right? Mm -hmm. The Lord is my refuge. He is my fortress. I'm dwelling in him. He is a shield all around me. That Psalm uh, 3.3, you, O Lord, are a shield about me, the glory, my glory and the lifter of my head. There have been several times, uh, whether driving a car or on a bus in a city somewhere or traveling on a plane, 
where things were happening, things were going on that could have ended up differently for me. But because I had taken the time to meditate in the scriptures and speak the word of God over my life, I knew what to do in the midst of those situations and came through them unharmed. That's good. Isn't that awesome? It's so good. So let's go on to verse three. Surely, S-U-R-E-L-Y, there's no doubt about it. It is absolute and it is certain. What? God's protection in your life. Surely, he will deliver you from the trap of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. All right, so we know Jesus taught us that Satan was the God of this world. Jesus rebuked sickness. Jesus rebuked storms. Jesus rebuked devils. He rebuked religious uh, legalistic leaders, right? He rebuked all the things that weren't from his father. But it's important to understand that there are traps set for you in life. Satan has strategies against you, and that might not be fun to talk about, but I'd rather talk about it and fortify myself with the Word of God than pretending they're not out there. Mm -hmm. Satan has strategies against you. He wants to get you away from the promises of God. He wants you to start thinking like the world thinks. Because if I think like the world thinks, or sometimes like many believers think, Satan can steal, kill, and destroy in my life. So we're here, this has been one of the strengths of this ministry is to build you up in the reality of who he is, Christ is, what he's done for you and who you are in him. And all three of those things are revealed to you through the promises of God, okay? See yourself living the the reality of Psalm 91. See yourself walking in the protection of God everywhere you go. It could be 3 a.m. in the morning and whatever you got to do, maybe you work the night shift and you're walking to your car in a dark parking lot. See the Father surrounding you. See his angels. I mean, see, I'm talking by faith in your spirit. You're believing at 3 a.m. in the middle of Brooklyn or wherever you're at, at, walking to your car, you're believing that the Father's word is working in your life in that moment. Yeah, that's good. He's a shield all around me. He's a shield all around me. He's I'm dwelling in the shelter of the, uh, and I'll say that out loud when fear sometimes tries to come in. I begin speaking the word of God out loud. Sometimes it's not very loud, but it's with my mouth. He's my refuge. He's my strength. He's my shelter. He's commanded his angels concerning me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not You're lack. You're staking a claim. I'm staking a claim, mm-hmm. right? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I fear? Right. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I be afraid? That's good. Where's that from? Uh, Psalm 27. Psalm 27, yes. yeah. <laughs> Stake your claim, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, let's keep reading. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think it's important here that we set our expectation on the deliverance of the Lord. We set yes. our expectation on the salvation of that's the Lord. Right. We set our expectation on all of his word and what he's promised us. So while we are aware of those things that may come against us, yeah. our expectation is in those things we overcome. Yes. We're more than conquerors. Yes. I think sometimes people make the mistake and expect the bad things, but while we're aware that they may come, mm-hmm. our expectation is in overcoming and in the salvation Absolutely. of the Lord. So there's Absolutely. a subtle difference, um, but a very important one. One uh, just kind of says, well, I'm expecting trouble. You know, I'm, I'm expecting because 
you know, the Bible says we'll face tribulations, <laughs> but they're, they have stopped there and don't have their expectation in the salvation of the yes, Lord. Yeah. So we want to be sure that, yes, we're aware that things may come against us, um, that we're in this world. But what does John sixteen thirty three says? He's uh, overcome the world. I have overcome the world and deprived it of power to harm you. Amen. 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 So let's be sure that we are uh, having our expectation on the Lord and his salvation in those moments. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. Let's go to verse 5 in Psalm 91. It says, you shall not be afraid for the terror by night. Isn't that powerful? You will not be afraid. Why? Because you're living in his shelter. You'll not be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. That pretty much covers everything. Okay, that's it. That's it. <laughs> it's total protection. It is glory not available in any other way but through the Father. But glory to God. Right? And He's given you total protection. So for whatever good. reason, I felt the Lord wanted us to emphasize this today. So good. All right? Total protection. A thousand shall fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, and you'll get wiped out too. No. Is that what it says? It shall not come near you. Hallelujah. Why? Because God's your father. That's right. You're dwelling in the shelter of the Most High. You're saying what he says. You're speaking the promises of God over your life. You're declaring with your mouth. You're staking your claim. He is my refuge. He is my fortress. In him will I trust. He commands his angels concerning me. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you behold and see the reward I of the wicked. That. I love that. Amazing. I love that. So we don't need to be startled when things, uh, you know, we see things happening in the world, happening right. in the world, kind yep. of shaky. We shouldn't be surprised. Nope. Uh, but that doesn't mean, you know, that it's, not for us. that it's for us or that not we're in us. the same boat. Nope. This word of God, remember, is your armor and your protection. The word of God yep. is your armor and your protection. So we don't require that everything be uh, all nice and lovely and calm, even in troubling times, the word of God is our armor right. and our protection. That's right. Hallelujah. That's right. The uh, Amplified at the end of verse 8 says, because you're inaccessible, you're yes. surrounded by God's protection, which can't be penetrated. Come on, inaccessible. Wow. Love that. Yeah, because you have made the Lord Love that. my refuge, even the most high, your habitation. That means your home. He's where you live. I can't emphasize this enough. Uh, in just, just talk with him in everything you do. Make God your habitation. Live in him. Let him live in you. Talk to him, sing to him, thank him, worship him. Uh, get him involved in every aspect of your lives. Make mm -hmm. him your habitation. You sh uh, there shall no evil befall you. Hallelujah. Neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. Hallelujah. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. They shall bear you up in their hands lest you dash your foot against the stone. You will tread upon the lion. 
That's supernatural. And the adder, right? The young lion or the fierce lion and the dragon, you shall trample under your feet. Thinking of other translations, it says you will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. This is a whole different way of living. This is kingdom of God living. This is more than a conqueror living. This is sons and daughters of God living, okay? We trample them under our feet. Because, Because he has set his love upon me, Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known known. my name. Right? In every promise, the name of God is revealed. Mm -hmm. The the name of God speaks of his character and his will. Psalm 91 is the will of God for your life. All right? This is one of many places uh, in the scriptures that speak of God's protection Mm -hmm. over our lives. Mm -hmm. One of many. He says, he will call upon me, I will answer him in verse 15, and I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. One uh, translation says, I will cause him to feast his eyes on my salvation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I will cause him to feast on my salvation. This is so good, and, and I really felt we, we needed to encourage you in this for some reason this week to build you up in the reality of God's protection for your life, to realize that being God's home comes with all of the benefits of owning an expensive home. You were God's expensive purchase, and he, he, he provided for every aspect of your life, every aspect of you as his home. He's provided for your safety. He's given you his security system, which are his promises, his word. He's given you a rich provision in Christ. The Lord will meet all of your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. He's giving you wisdom and direction. He's giving you a heating system and a cooling system so that the climate will be right in your life as you go through each day. He's provided for you. You are his home. And you are secure in him. He is your strength. He is your shield. And we want you to begin meditating in that and speaking that if you're not already. All right? God is so good. Hallelujah. Isn't that good to know? So, so good. So, so good. Good to know. You know, and I, I thinking here in this United States, we have elections on Sunday. Excuse me, on this Tuesday. It's Sunday today. Tuesday coming up. Same thing, you know, we could look at conditions in the world. Elections aren't just happening here. They're happening different places we're hearing about in the world. Um, and we could be um, troubled. But if, if the adventurers, that's you and me, who speak the word of God, whose hope and faith and trust is in the word of God, if we're not speaking the word of God, who will do it? Yeah. And so this uh, opportunity that we have to participate in elections is another way of staking a claim, staking Staking a a claim claim and saying, this is uh, our expectation. This is how we, uh, we are declaring it to be in Jesus name, according to the kingdom of God and according to his word. So again, uh, if we are not the ones who go in the midst of uh, tur- turbulation, go in the midst of, of trials and speak the word of God, who will do it? Yep. And so we are encouraging you this morning, church, to Absolutely. be uh, 
stake claimers concerning our nation, concerning your home, concerning your life, and, uh, and see the salvation of the Lord. Feast your eyes on the salvation of the Lord. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. So we, can, we, we vote actively, right? In the, we go to our voting booths and we vote for, for God's principles and God's righteousness, right? It's got to be, we, we want people in office who revere God who fear God, who, who realize God is God, right. and they are not, right. right? We want people in office who value human life, right? Who value uh, every human being, right? Including the human beings in the womb of a woman, right? We want people in office who recognize God knits together babies in their mother's womb, right? God creates, created the reproductive system. God made man and woman. God, marriage was his idea, right? We want people in office because that's the beginning of life. If you don't recognize that, your whole view of everything else is going to be skewed, okay? So we vote for for the values of God. We vote for the principles of God. Um, Man, oh man, there's so many things rolling around inside of me. Um, I'm thinking, you know, recently we took a a defensive driving course (laughs) because we get a significant discount on our insurance if we take it. And uh, as we're going through this class, you know, they're talking about all the stats of driving and they talk about all the things that, that could go wrong. And, and I understand it's part of the defense of driving. It's good to learn, uh, you know, how important it is to pay attention when you're right. driving. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, as they're going through the different things, just to myself, I'm saying, thank you, Father. There've been so many times where I could have been in an accident mm-hmm. and was not mm-hmm. because of the promises of God in my life. So many times where the Lord has protected me and it was like literally just missed that vehicle or that vehicle just missed me or that wall, whatever it was just, you know, and had, had it, I mean, close and God is so faithful to his word. So we want to encourage you to live in the protection of God, to live in the promises of God, to live in the values of God in this world that we're living in. Um, you know, this applies, I shared with you last week about my grandpa in, in his basement. Now, he went through what was called the Great Depression, which was a ton of fear. Uh, you know, fear is running wild in the earth. Just watch the news. It's basically, mostly fear-based. Um, but he was afraid, and a lot of people came through Great Depression, of putting their money in the bank. Mm-hmm. So he kept his money in a jar in his basement up above his punching bag. That's what he did. I'm talking, so this security applies to our finances as well. Uh, We know of securities financially, right? Uh, Putting your money in something that is secure. Well, I want to encourage you guys uh, to think of every aspect of your life and put every aspect of your life under the protection of God's promises. And we'll finish up with this. Jesus is amazing. And, you know, we said last week that the church is, is your, your safety deposit box. So since I've known the Lord and since we've been married, uh, we, we see the body of Christ as the primary place to invest our money. And that's something we'll do until Jesus comes back. So wherever we, whatever church we were a part of, we would regularly take at least 10% 
at least 10% of our revenue each week, we would bring that into the church and we'd worship God with that. Mm -hmm. What were we doing? We are making deposits into the kingdom of God. This is a spiritual reality, okay? Jesus, and all throughout the scriptures, you'll see money is talked about quite a bit. We shouldn't have any fear of money. We should be able to talk about it without fear, right? Especially in church. The, it, Psalm, uh, let's see, Proverbs 10, 22, you'll hear me share this, share this regularly. It says, the blessing of the Lord brings wealth and adds no sorrow to it. Proverbs 22, 14 or 4 says the, the, uh, the reward of humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. Uh, first, 2 Corinthians uh, 8 9 says that, that Jesus was made poor that we might be rich. It is God's will for you to prosper financially. Okay, you, if you'll study the scriptures, you'll see that, that those who followed him prospered. Even Paul, who was under house arrest in Rome, they've provided for him a beautiful apartment, and he was free for people to come in and go, and he ministered to scores of people paid for by Rome. Okay, so you really have to take your religious goggles off when you read the Bible. But we want you to know that uh, your, your father has provided for you in this economy we're living in. What did you just see? The ice cream like tripled in price? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, wow. I mean. Uh, the essentials, right? Yeah, right. Which you can't live without ice cream, <laughs> no. right? So uh, that's a, this, is, this is a problem, right? <laughs> Um, but we've seen just uh, in this new uh, presidency, gas is uh, almost four times sure, what it was sure, prior. Sure, you know, sure. so prices have just skyrocketed. But that's not a worry for us. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, forsaken or begging for ice cream. Absolutely, that's right. That's exactly <laughs> what the scriptures say, right? Yeah. But we want you to get in on this. We want you to learn to to. Uh, think of your finances from the kingdom of God's perspective, okay? Jesus said this, and it's so good, uh, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. He said, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and, and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. Hallelujah. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The Passion Translation says, for where your heart, uh, excuse me, for your heart will always pursue what you value as your treasure. Mm -hmm. I like that. The New Testament in modern speech in verse 20 says, uh, but amass wealth for yourselves in heaven. Amass wealth for yourselves in heaven, where neither the moth nor, <laughs> I like that, where neither the moth nor wear and tear destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal, for where your wealth is, there also will your heart be. We have amassed wealth for us Amen. by investing in the kingdom of God. Amen. From, from oh, was I 19 years old when I first came to know him? Just be, and, I, and I'll continue to do it for the rest of my life. We are investing in the kingdom of God every week. Mm -hmm. we, are lay, we are amassing wealth. We're storing up treasures for ourselves in, in the kingdom of God. And the church is the primary vehicle for that, mm -hmm. the body of Christ. Not only would we sow into the church that, that we were 
feeding from, being fed from, but we would look for ministries that taught the fullness of the gospel. And we would partner with them and mm-hmm. sow additionally into those mm-hmm. ministries. And I want to encourage you to really cultivate this portfolio. We know about financial portfolios, right? And, and, and looking at your portfolio and the investments and the, the markets and the funds that you have. Well, there's a kingdom portfolio. It's the kingdom of God. What, what ministries are you investing in? What church are you investing in? It's very important. That's the, probably the most important thing in your portfolio as far as the kingdom of God is concerned. And because we have that, we're unafraid of what's going on in the economy because we're not of this world. Amen. We're living in it, but we're not of it. The Lord is our provider. We shall not lack. Yeah. We'll have all the ice cream we want, right? <laughs> He's our provider. We shall not lack. So while we're aware of what's going on in our economy, we're not made afraid by That's it. So good. Right? In fact, we often, as we shared last week, we give more. We turn it up. We sow, we've sown more into the kingdom of God That's in this last year than we have in probably any other year of our lives. Why? We're turning it up. That's We're right. sowing. In That's the midst right. of challenges, we turn it up. We sow more. And it's different, you know, when you're, uh, you're, you're working, wherever, however you're employed, wherever you're working, where you're, you're doing it with a kingdom mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, 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 I'm following Christ. I have this job because I'm following him. I'm working in this environment. I'm a light to those around me. And any revenue that comes into my hand belongs to him. Amen. He's providing for me, and he's the Lord of my finances, you know. It's a very powerful way to live, and it has a lot to do with our security. Security in our protection, security in our daily life, while we're driving, while we're uh, doing whatever we need to do to, to accomplish the things we need to accomplish, and security in our financial life. You are God's house. You are God's uh, sons and daughters. And he has provided for you richly all things to enjoy. Let's finish our time together. I want to pray for you. I want to bless you. Uh, We are believing for mortgages paid in full in this highway family, Uh, automobiles paid in full, debts uh, paid in full, or just supernaturally canceled. We've seen that happen where where for whatever reason, uh, something shifts and the debt that you once had is is somehow taken care of. This is a, a supernatural life that we're living, and we're relying on the Father to show himself strong on our behalf. So we want to encourage you to trust him in your finances. I'm going to speak his word over your finances and over your life. Um, you can sow. You can invest in this ministry by going to highwaychurch.us, highwaychurch.us, and just click on give in the menu. You can also sow via text all the information is there on your screen. You can also uh, mail a check to the P.O. box address there on your screen. We encourage you to really trust God, really get crazy, get bold. Uh, Approach the throne of grace with boldness that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. Don't settle for lack. your, Your father is your shepherd. You shall not lack. Don't allow lack in your life. Look at it as a thief and a robber because that's what it is. We do not allow lack on our property. We shall not lack for the Lord is our shepherd. And uh, we're going to pray over you now. And I also want to uh, make mention, uh, we had uh, someone who is interested in, in attending a highway uh, home network, a highway home in San Francisco. 
If there's anyone in the San Francisco area who's, who's been following and listening to these messages, please contact us at info at highwaychurch.us, okay? So we can get you guys connected. Um, and anyone interested in the San Francisco area uh, that would like to host a, a, a highway home, and that could be just two people or three people, whatever it is. It's just believers getting together in their home or in their apartment to grow in Christ. Uh, so please contact us at info at highwaychurch.us. All right, now let me pray for you guys. Going to bless you, and then we'll see you on Wednesday night for this fire Bible study called Getting the Most Out of Your Bible. Father, we thank you for this highway family. Lord, uh, as the pastors of this church, we bless every member of this ministry. Father, we bless them. In the name of Jesus Christ, we declare that every need of their lives is met abundantly through your rich provision in Jesus Christ. You supply every need of this family according to your glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Father, I thank you for mortgages paid in full. I thank you for automobiles paid in full. I thank you for debts paid in full, loans paid in full. I thank you, Father, for revenue increasing from places we didn't even know about. Lord, you store up the wealth of the wicked for your children. Thank you for transferring that wealth to your sons and daughters. Thank you for treasures of darkness, as you spoke of in Isaiah 45 giving us treasures of darkness, hidden riches of secret places. Thank you for moving on our behalf financially. Thank you for causing, Lord, our resources, our revenue to increase and expand. We sow our finances into your kingdom and thank you for an exponential return on every gift given. In Jesus' name, amen. God is so good. We want to invite you to continue to grow in the knowledge of His goodness, who He is, what He's done for you, and who you are in Him. Check out our websites at josephbosco.us and highwaychurch.us and begin living the abundant life He came to give you.